Welcome to the Kingdom Influencing Podcast. I am your host, Derek L. Calhoun, the author of Press Into the Power. I hope you're enjoying this music that we have. Uh, This song is called Miracle from Sylvia Jones' latest music project, which is available online wherever music is sold or streamed. Or you can reach out to her on her website, www.sylviajones.com, helping you experience God's presence through contemporary worship. Listen, uh, before we get started today, I want to bring you just a quick note from our sponsor, Distinction Inc. Do you need custom t-shirts or hoodies? Look no further than Distinction Inc. From screen printing to embroidery, Distinction Inc. provides high-quality apparel and promotional items with stress-free customer service. Distinction Inc. also provides competitive pricing, especially for nonprofit organizations and churches. If you have any upcoming projects, they would love to earn your business and exceed your expectation. You can request a quote by visiting www.distinctioninc.com. Distinction Inc. We deliver results that make you say, wow. All right, let's get ready for the Kingdom Influencing Podcast. Welcome to the Kingdom Influencing Podcast. I am your host, Derek L. Calhoun. I hope that you are having a blessed day in the Lord. I pray today that you are not only surviving, but you are thriving because God has given us life and life more abundantly. So let us tune in to the favor of God, the place of God, the posture of God, the heart of God, and touch the hem of his garment that we might understand that he is not just given us life to excess, but he's given us life to have Zoe life, to have abundant life. And we want to walk in that abundant life. I pray today that as you are listening to this podcast, again, that you are being blessed. And I hope that you are in line with scripture. The scripture declares that if you love him, you'll feed my sheep. Why is that so important? It's important because as you listen to this podcast, we need to be cognizant of the fact that if we're being blessed, we ought to want someone else to be blessed. And so we share the podcast with our friends and with our network, not just to share it because it's exciting or it touched you, but because it's right in the sight of God to make sure that we feed one another. And so if we get a word and it's a good word, feed one another. So I hope that you subscribe and I hope that you share this link with other people in your network. Also, and finally, the thing that is most critical to me is that you use this podcast in such a way that it blesses you. And we take up some of the space and some of the time in our lives that is usually spent listening to music or just doing nothing. So here's a time. We call it, I always say this to you, make this podcast your favorite drive time podcast. The reason I say that to you is because I think it's important that while we're going from point A to point B, that we hear something that edifies us, that builds us up, that encourages us, that helps us during the course of our day. So while you're going from your place of departure to your destination, 
tune into the Kingdom Influencing Podcast and allow it to become your favorite drive time podcast. It's on demand 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So enjoy. Today, I want to talk about desperation. And I believe the world is desperate for all kinds of things. And people are fighting for money. People are fighting for power. People are fighting for position. People are fighting for prestige. People are fighting to survive. And people are fighting for corners. And people are fighting for a piece of the American dream. But let me say this to you. Many people are fighting for things, but the things that they are fighting for are temporal. Temporal things are things that pass away. Temporal things are things that are with us one minute and then they're gone the next. What we need to be fighting for is those things that are eternal. Now, when we start to talk about eternity, we have to look to the church because the church is the body or the institution that God left in the earth to extend his external glory into the earth. The church is the sole embodiment of Jesus Christ in the earth. But let me say it like this so that you understand the unique difference between the church and the church. Some people refer to the church as the place that we attend to, but it is, in a sense, it is where the church gathers. It's the house of worship, and it is often referred to as the church. But if there are no people in there that represent the church to call out the ecclesia, then it's just an empty building. So what we're really seeking for is the church, the people who name the name of Jesus who declare the grace of God and declare the mercy and power of God throughout the world, who live a life that is consistent with the Gospels and who are willing to share the Gospels with anyone that comes across their path. These are the men and women of God who represent the church. Some of you see it in the NFL. Many of the players who represent the church are now taking the black ink, it's not ink, it's some kind of grease, that they put in their face when they play football and they're making the sign of the cross. C.J. Stroud said in a quote that he plays football professionally, but football is just a platform so that he can spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. So let me say this today. It is important that as believers that we spread this gospel around the world and this gospel shall be taught around the world. So this is a day that I want us to get past being desperate for temporal things. But this is a day that I want us to really take a look at the church and take a look at your relationship with the church. And people are trying to deconstruct the church. People are trying to deconstruct the value of the church, the relevance of the church. People are saying the church has lost its power. But has the church lost its power? I don't believe the church can lose its power. And the reason I say that is because the church is fueled by the blood of Jesus Christ. And the blood of Jesus Christ is efficacious. It is so efficacious and so powerful that it never loses its power. That is the definition of efficacious, unable to lose its power. So then understand that Jesus is part of the Godhead. So God, the Father, God, the Son, and God, the Holy Spirit, or what we call the Trinity, does not lose its power. As a matter of fact, the Trinity issues power to those who are willing to come and sit 
in the presence of Jesus Christ. The problem with many of us is that when we go to church, there's no real intent. Or we go because we want to hear something. Uh, we want to hear a word. but And a hearing a word is outstanding. Don't get me wrong. But when have you gone to church because you wanted to feel the Lord Jesus Christ? Because you wanted to sense that Jesus is real. Because you needed something to let you know. And yes, the word will confirm that Jesus is real. But there are other times where God moves in such an extraordinary and such a powerful way that not only do you know through the word of God that Jesus is real, but you feel Jesus. You encounter Jesus. You touch Jesus. And when you leave that place, your life is never the same. I'm in a place in my life that no matter what you say to me, you can say Jesus doesn't exist. You can say he didn't die. You can say he's not the son of man. You can say he's not a prophet. You can say anything you want to say to me. But in my heart of hearts, in my mind, deep in the recesses of my soul, I know that Jesus is real. I know that he's a prophet. I know that he's the son of God. I know that he has all power in his hand. I know that he was raised from the dead on the third day. I know that he exists. I know that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And nobody can take that away from me. And the reason they cannot take it away from me is because it is my experience. I have been in his presence. And that's, I could get go on this podcast and give you several instances where I have met Jesus. But I'm going to let a story that says nestled in the book of Luke tell you how to meet Jesus. Because just because you are around Jesus doesn't mean that you have had an interaction with Jesus. So many people go to church and they are around the church. They are around Jesus, but they have not had an interaction with Jesus. That's why salvation is so important, because when you ask God to come into your life and you're serious, when desperation sets in and you know that there is no other way, that your money cannot heal you, that your friends cannot help you, that your parents cannot help you, that your education cannot help you, that you can't buy your way out of this situation, you cannot sex your way out of this situation, you cannot drink your way out of this situation, you cannot smoke or snort your way out of this situation. When you absolutely know that you've done all of the things that the world recommends, you've been on vacations, you've burned the sage, you did all of the crazy things that the world says will connect you with God. But let me tell you something. Nothing that is temporary, nothing that is natural can touch the supernatural virtue of God. There has to be an attempt that you want to reach beyond who you are into a sphere where God exists. And you're saying, God, I need you. And I'm telling you from personal experience, and I've seen it over and over again when people encounter Jesus over the last 40 years, a true 
encounter with Jesus will change your life for the rest of your days. So then let's look here at Luke. I want to look at the eighth chapter and I want to look at the 43rd verse. Now a woman having a flow of blood for 12 years who had spent all of her livelihood, all of her money on temporal things, on physicians who could not and could not be healed by any, all of the doctors that she encountered. This woman had money. She had wealth. She spent it all trying to be healed by doctors that are in the earth. And we're not saying that doctors don't do any good work. We're not saying that, but there's some things that doctors don't have an answer for. And so she came from behind and touched the border of his garment and immediately her flow of blood stopped. And Jesus said, who touched me? When all denied it, Peter and those with him said, Master, the multitudes throng and press you. And you say, who touched me? But Jesus said, somebody touched me. For I perceived power has going out from me. Now, when the woman saw that she was not hidden, she came trembling and falling down before him. And she declared to him in his presence of all the people, the reason she had touched him and how she was healed immediately. And he said to her, daughter, be of good cheer. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace. There are some versions in the synoptic gospels that render that the woman before she touched him, she made a declaration. If I can touch the hem of his garment and depending on the version, if I can touch his robe, if I can get in the place where Jesus is, but I don't want to brush against him. I don't want to pass by him. I don't want to just be in the crowd, but she distinguished herself from the crowd as you have to distinguish yourself on Sunday mornings. This is a private interaction with Jesus. This is intentional. This is something where you shut out the people. You shut out the people. You shut out the people. You shut out everything and anything. You turn your phone off because you don't want to be tempted to be on Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or checking your calendar. But you have come to get into the presence of God because desperation has set in your spirit. You are emotionally drained, physically drained, mentally drained. This is not a game. This is your life. She was financially spent. She was emotionally drained. When a woman in ancient Israel had an issue of blood or a constant menstruation, she was considered ceremonially unclean. So she was not supposed to be around the people, but she pressed in by faith into the crowd. She crawled until she got to the place. People looked at her and said she was insignificant. That's why when we are in church, those of us who are saved, we can never get a mindset that someone is insignificant because someone who you think is insignificant has come to re to get 
a significant encounter with God. And we need to be in such a way that everybody who walks through the doors of our church experiences the love of God through us and then are in a place where they can experience the love of God in the ministry of Jesus Christ in our churches. This woman pressed in. She pressed through the crowd. She pressed through what people said. She pressed through people thinking that the church is irrelevant. She pressed through people thinking the church has lost its power. She pressed past the the postmodern age. She pressed in, and I'm trying to make a hermeneutical transfer. I'm taking this text and I'm putting it in a modern contextualization so that we understand that we have to press through the voices of the people. We have to press through what people have said about church. Maybe that was your experience, but it does not have to be mine. My experience is that I'm going to touch the hem of his garment. Watch this. I'm going to plug into the power source and the power will heal me, it will deliver me, and it will set me free. He who the Son has set free is free indeed. You have been listening to the Kingdom Influencing Podcast. I am your host, Derek L. Calhoun. I pray today that you go into your marketplace, you go into the community, you go into the church, and you do what? You influence the nations. God bless and have a powerful encounter with Jesus Christ.